freedomain.com forward slash donate if you'd like to help out the show. And yeah, hope you guys are doing well. Good evening, good evening to you. Uh, good evening, Anonymous Dan, who asks, will the new Queen of Dragons ever sit on the Iron Throne? Hey, I know that. That's a Game of Thrones reference. Uh, new Jersey, good day. Uh, absolutely ridiculous that anyone cares about a fake monarchy. No, it's not ridiculous. I'll make that case, man. Not ridiculous at all. This is going to be lit. Yes, it is. Your ears will scald and your brow shall be illuminated. Mill Sean says, Harry is not doing the whole gingers don't have souls stereotypes any favors. Guy's been losing his hair for, what, 20 years? 13 Arbor, or Barbara, I guess. Greetings and salutations. Trevor from Florida. <laughs> Prince Harry will only sit someplace I'm not going to mention. Robo B says, Harry only sits wherever he is told to sit. Yeah, what is he called? Harry the handbag carrier. Biden by B uh, BTC. Looking forward to hear what Steph has to say. You have to wonder how we became such a beta chump. No, not we. Not you and I, my friends. That would be him. This should be a good one. It will be. Ah, dear, oh dear, oh dear. Why is some overage Hollywood person the best he can do? Because your value, your, your, your sexual market value, your value in the marketplace is entirely dependent upon your subjective perception. There's no objective value, right? She's ugly. No, I don't agree with that. I don't think she's ugly. Um, probably has something to do with growing up without his mother. No, we'll talk into that. Uh, the Truth says, what's up, fellow hate speechers? Hope you guys haven't been doing too much racism and white supremacy. But um, Steph Butt booting up. Yes. Who decided that Megan is news? Well, um, the audience, not you, but the audience as a whole decided that Megan is news because, uh, they, you know, it seems like more people vote for Democrats than are alive and more people tuned into Oprah the other night than were alive on the planet. So Steph is going to rip one out tonight. That's right. As opposed to whipping one out tonight, which is uh, pretty much my OnlyFans channel. Good evening, my name. Good evening, Milshawn. James BBBB, Bitcoin to the moon. The moon? Way past the moon, baby. We're live. Steph getting smaller. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Hello from Rhode Island. Hello back. And good afternoon, Stefan in chat. Says to Julie, nice to see you again, Julie. Free domain. What motivates the real estate flipper working in food catering? Ruined childhood filled with envy. What is behind the... Uh, well, I guess we lost the second part. Um, hey, Steph, let it rip. I will. Any chilled music recommendations, anyone? Uh, listen to um, Shine On You, Crazy Diamond, part one through infinity. Love the new Chiron. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Good morning from Sydney, Australia. Ciao, ciao, Steph. Hello, Frosty Knight. Hello, Count Mondego. Did you eat your steak today? In fact, I will tell you, what did I have for dinner? Does anyone care? For dinner, I had... Uh, a little bit of uh, salmon and a little bit of potato salad and some broccoli. Good evening, Mitch. Good evening, Dimage. How are you? Uh, Bitcoin to the moon. Yes, indeed. When was the last time you were in Ireland, north or south? It would have been when I was about 10. Hey, from Washington, D.C. Oh, belly of the beast. Good evening from the Duchess of Doom. Well, always. Um, Harry raises his hand to talk... <laughs> <laughs> during the Oprah interview. See, I, I'm i fine with this massive deference to women. I think it's wonderful. I think it's fine to have a massive deference for women. Ladies, we will bend over backwards for you. We'll bend you over backwards for us. But we, we love to defer to you. We love to worship you. We love to hold you up on a pedestal. But in return, 
you got to give us two things. You got to give us, no, it's not what you think. You got to give us babies and you got to train those babies in the continuation of our culture. That's all you got to do. You do, you give us babies and you train those babies in the continuation of our culture. We will worship you as goddesses. But modern women are quickly finding out that if they don't do either of those two things, they don't get the worship. So that's just the way, the way it is, right? Is UPP objective morality or is it just your belief system? It says Jake the Jew. Uh, UPB is objective morality. It's not my belief system. Is your name pronounced Stefan? Uh, my name is actually pronounced uh, in my Bitcoin address. You can find it at freedomain.com slash donate. It's a bit of a mouthful, but uh, <laughs> so am I. Anyway, yo, 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 Stefan is the man. Um, first live stream I actually catch live. Uh, he grew up with his mother. She grew up without a father. One is now submissive to the other is dominant. Can't explain that. <laughs> it's like bananas. You can't explain that. You could spread knowledge to a lot of people on TikTok. No censorship going on there. By spreading knowledge to a lot of people, you mean anything I do to the CCP? Is that sort of what you mean? I am to be educated. I know zilch about Harry and Meghan. Yes, yes. Well, who trusts those Oprah numbers? Oh, I don't know anyone but those giant Harry Potter glasses who's over 12. Definitely to be approved. The lemons are back, are they? Should we, should we toss out some lemons? People don't know what I'm talking about. So, uh, D-Live allows you, in fact, I dare say, encourages you to uh, throw out some lemons. And uh, I'm fine with doing that. So Whoa, much, that's not where we want to be. We want to be to my channel, some other stinky channel. All right, should we distribute some lemons? Can we do that? Distribute rewards. What should we do? Okay, it's coming out to you. I have no idea whether you can probably can't donate to me anymore because I'm still telling the truth. As soon as I stop telling the truth, you can donate to me. <laughs> <laughs> Hello from the other side of Lake Ontario. When you say we'll be erased, how bad do you think it gets? Read the Gulag Archipelago. Why are we allowing them to censor us? We don't allow them to censor us. Uh, it happens against our will. Uh, the push notifications help to catch the streams live. <laughs> My name is... Get off the phone. All right. My meteorology professor is researching climate change skepticism. Would be interested in talking to him? Sure. I think that would be fun. I think that would be fun. Did you know? Did you know that um, the world has gotten, what, 10% greener? And the Sahara Desert has shrunk by the equivalent of several large major European countries uh, just over the last couple of years. So it's pretty good. It's pretty good all around. So, yeah, just let me know. Uh, can you guys, if you want. Hey. Oh, you donated an ice cream. I don't know what that means relative to lemons. But lemon ice is actually pretty refreshing on a hot day. What have you yet to achieve in life? Uh, death. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's get into it, shall we? So just give me a type of why if you know anything about the backstory of which I am about to expound upon this evening, because uh, press Y for you know something about what I'm going to talk about, so I uh, can figure out where to start from in terms of the backdrop, in terms of the background. Do you need deep, deep, deep background or shallow, shallow background? Uh, let's see here. Why we got Y N N N Y N L? Hey, get back on the presentation. Y and N. Okay, so about a, it's about a mix of people who know, who know the backstory. A lowercase B is a thumbs up. Oh, I thought I thought it was a pregnant woman. Okay, uh, B for baby, B for a bulge. I know we need. Look, there's a lot to talk about this stuff. Now you guys know I'm not a big uh, royals guy, right? I don't really. Uh, <laughs> the background can't possibly be deep. In this case, it is, because shallow people have deep histories, right? And and the deep histories produce the shallowness. I know that sounds uh, kind of uh, um, problematic, but but it kind of makes 
makes sense. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, and um, uh, there was an interview. <laughs> it was an interview um, a couple of years ago. Meghan Markle, who is kind of a C-level actress who played a pretty forgettable role on a pretty forgettable TV series called Suits. Uh, she met, she went from, uh, I think, on a date or something with Piers Morgan. She went, uh, she met Prince uh, Harry and Prince Harry and her became an item and then they got married and they had trouble and then they left the royal lifestyle and moved to California where they're trying to get back to basics. You see, they're trying to get, live solid and close to the land, get back to basics and stop being pretentious in their $14.8 million house. So I guess that's called getting back to basics in the world of, of royals. But no, there's so much to talk about in this. And I was really teetering on the edge. Am I going to discredit myself as a thinker talking about this stuff? Well, you watch, you be the judge, you let me know. Okay, so Meghan and Harry did an interview with Oprah. And I don't know what the hell Oprah's up to these days, but they did an interview with Oprah and... It was a long interview, and they covered a wide variety of topics. I'm just going to focus on the couple of topics that people are talking about as a whole. The first question you got to ask yourself is, why have an interview? They weren't paid for the interview. At least that's what Oprah says. Why would you have the interview? That's the first thing you need to ask whenever something of momentous import occurs. And this has momentous import, whether we like it or not, we approve or not. And it's not just the tabloids. Right, the queen is is the monarch over a commonwealth with over a, what over a billion people or something like that. Most of whom are Asian and black. So the idea that she's racist. Anyway, we'll sort of get to all of that. But why why have the interview? Why have the interview? It's a big question. Whenever something happens, the first question is not what happened, but why it happened in the first place. So we'll kind of figure that out. So. They've had some financial challenges, I suppose, relative to us, probably not very credible or serious financial challenges since uh, they quit the family business. It's called The Firm in uh, England and was kind of parodied in a Schwab, I think was his name, who came up with um, The Royals uh, as a TV show, ran for a couple of seasons with Elizabeth Hurley as the Queen and a bunch of abs and uh, pert bodies, pert bottoms, as they say, until I think he was fired for sexual harassment allegations, which go all the way back to One Tree Hill, if I remember rightly, but something like that, the writer. And in it, there's this move. There's this move to abolish the monarchy. There's this move to abolish the monarchy, obviously coming from the left, because everything gets deplatformed. I tweeted about this recently. This is what happens. The Marxists, the communists, the leftists, the, the, the collectivists, the oligarchists, what they do is first they erase your deep ancestral history. The ancestors stole this land, right? Apparently, stealing property is really, really important to communists because they never stole anything. Just watch Dr. Zhivago. You'll see them respect everybody's property rights when they uh, get into power. So, yeah, they'll erase or discredit your deep history. Ancestors stole this land. And then they'll start discrediting your closer ancestors. You've got to tear down all these statues. Everyone's a racist. And then they will deplatform your parents, as in shut up boomer memes, and then they will erase your actual childhood because you can't have Pepe Le Pew, you can't have Dr. Seuss, uh, you can't have the Muppets. It's all gone. They erase your deep history, your shallower history, your parents, your childhood, and then they come to erase you, and that's where we are. So erasing the monarchy is a very, very big goal. And again, it was talked about, uh, the opening part of this show, The Royals, was all about uh, abolishing the monarchy and they're all drug addicts and horrible people and sluts and, and man whores and uh, uh, just wretched, horrible, ghastly human beings. 
and this is this is how societies get get taken down, right? So, uh, for whatever you think of the uh, royalty and and the monarchy, it is a deep and powerful part of England. It is mostly an all white institution at the top, and so obviously it's uh, it's it's got to go. So, why have the interview? It's a very very big question now. They have complained that they've had financial trouble ever since they quit the family business. Now, I guess you kind of have to grow up royal to be kind of surprised that when you quit the family business, you don't get paid anymore. It seems kind of important. Plus, of course, if they live in America, I assume that all of their income wherever would be taxed and the British crown probably doesn't want to get into the complications of paying taxes through Meghan and Harry to the American government. just seems a bit odd. So, yeah, they were kind of surprised that when they quit the family business, they don't they don't get paid anymore. I mean, every every, every job I've ever quit, I I didn't get paid anymore. <laughs> I don't know why that's such a big deal, but apparently uh, apparently it is. Apparently it is. So, let's I'm just going to stop in here for a chat. Uh, oh, oh dear. Oh, I'm sorry. I accidentally clicked on what the price of Bitcoin is. But uh, let's get back to uh, to you um, and just see if there's uh, Oprah doesn't age. <laughs> well, you know that that uh, that rhyme. Aren't you uh, related directly to royalty in Ireland? No, I am technically an esquire, and my family was um, uh, nobles uh, up until um, well. I mean, I guess I still and, and so on, right? But uh, I am not related directly to the British royalty, not that I know of. But yeah, I definitely have uh, esquire and all of that. So. Uh, where is the Speed and Land podcast? That's one I did for the uh, Peter Schiff show. So go to fdrpodcast.com, do a search, and then the video will be there and the audio will be there as well. So Milo's queen throne is open. Yeah, Milo is, uh, is uh, sodomy free, right? He's now an ex-gay, apparently so. P.S. Morgan lost his job because she complained. Did you see that? Well, 41,000 people complained to the British Regulatory Commission who have launched an investigation. An investigation into a man who believes that a woman could lie. <gasps> Do you, can you imagine a man who believes that a woman might lie? This must be investigated. I mean, the first of kind in human history. Uh, and she did, yeah, she did directly complain. Now, of course, she said it's not about her. It's about people who are mentally ill and blah, 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 right? So I will be buying that house with my Bitcoin soon enough. Congratulations. Why didn't they rent an apartment in Compton? Oh, I think that's just a little bit too much diversity for them. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Um, millionaires complaining about their hard life to a billionaire celebrity. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. No, I think this is, um, <laughs> it is news. It is It is news for sure. Um, Markle is an advertisement for MGTOW. She's going to ruin his life and family, or at least try. Well, I mean, it's an advertisement for something. We'll sort of get into what it is, but not for MGTOW. I mean, his brother seems pretty happily married, wouldn't you say? I'm very happily married. So, yeah, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's the case, right? So, yeah, this is, uh, I don't, I, I haven't, uh, I don't know if the pay part was mentioned on Oprah. I can't, uh, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, no, Milo is ex-gay. He's uh, now devoted his life to St. Christopher or something like that. Anyway. Yeah, when they were in BC, the Canadian government was paying for Meghan and Harry's security costs. Yeah, no, you, you you obviously can't pay for your own security. I mean that that's just, I mean that's just being a slave. I mean clearly that's just being a slave. So, 
Trump warned Harry about Meghan. Oh yeah, I mean, warning about Meghan was not not the uh, not the greatest amount of uh, intellectual uh, uh, excellence that's that's known to man. But um, oh Lord, why on earth did I swap out of this? Oh yes, I wanted to see your lovely comments. Okay, so let's let's get to to how this this goes. Right, let's just get to her central complaints. So people say she had a mental health crisis, right? Um, and Megan, right? Megan had a mental health crisis, so she got married. She moved to England. They were living in a palace. She's pregnant. So, you know, she, she got everything she wanted, right? She got everything she wanted. This, this beautiful, ambitious social climber met a prince, got married, living in a palace, pregnant with a baby, and become suicidal. And become suicidal. Now, Maybe this is just my perspective as an alpha, but I got to tell you, can you imagine? Imagine my wife, if, if you dare. All right? Imagine my wife saying, saying this, um, if she ever got interviewed. She said, you know, here I was. I was at home with my husband. And I was incredibly lonely. I was incredibly lonely and isolated. I hated my life. I hated myself. I didn't want to live anymore. Does anybody understand what an unbelievable insult that is to her husband? Does he have any kind of spine to the point where he says, whoa, 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 hey, hang on, what are you talking about? You were stuck home alone with me in a giant palace with all the money in the known universe, pregnant with our first child, and you're suicidal because you have to spend time with me? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, that's just wild. That's just wild. Now, of course, he must have been looking at her like, oh, man, what have I done? What have I done? I could have had just about any woman in the known universe, and I chose this woman who, when she has to spend time with me, becomes suicidal. Or at least spending time with me does not prevent her from becoming suicidal. You know, how can you say that you're desperately lonely when you're at home with your husband? Like, does nobody ask these questions? I mean, am I crazy here? Let me jump back to the chat to, to double check whether I'm sane or not. Am I crazy here? Does anybody even ask these questions? You're home with your husband. Why are you suicidal and lonely and desperate and, right? My God, <laughs> what's the matter? How horrifying a statement is that about your husband? Okay, did I, did I miss something here? Trump knows a lot about gold diggers. I would have listened. <laughs> Do you think she will end up divorcing or cheating on him? I think within three years it will be over. Well, she can't. She, she could leave him. He can't leave her because the only reason he would leave her, according to mainstream narrative, is because he's a racist who hates people of color, a woman of color. So she can't. He's trapped because he's so high profile that if he leaves her, he'll be portrayed as a racist until the end of time. So uh, Kate is class. Yeah, Kate seems like a Kate Middleton seems like a fairly classy. Classy wife. I was at home with my husband and then his hair fell out. Oh, are you are you marking my bald? Are you marking my bald? Well, let's see here. Rich married to a prince and Megan probably still wonders if she can do better. Welcome to <laughs> hypergamy. Yeah, they're, they're married up, right? I wonder what she knew about Prince Andrew. Yeah. Is it is it the feeling suicidal with you that's insulting or the telling everyone in the world? It's telling it's both. It's both. You feel desperately lonely and suicidal when you are with your husband, newly married, in a beautiful palace with all the money in the world and a baby growing in your belly. You are desperately lonely and suicidal. What the hell? 
what the hell? What the hell? Like, how? An, and, and he just sits there. Oh, yeah, no. I, I was the kind of guy. I'm the kind of guy that I, I marry a woman who's a huge social climber. I bring her to a palace. I shower her with a billion dollars. I give her a healthy baby. And she hates her life. She's suicidal and desperately lonely. That's, that's the kind of great guy I am. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? I think she said she was depressed when Harry was away for work. Well, <laughs> so here's the thing. So their big argument is that she was, oh, she desperately begged for help. She's suicidal. She, she beg, begs for help from the royal family. And the royal family says, uh, like, it really looks bad. You just got married. You're here. If you're suicidal and, and this gets out, as it will inevitably, uh, you know, let's try and find a way to deal with it within the house, within the family or whatever, because it's not going to look very good. So she, her complaint is that the royal family didn't know. And the royal family says, they just responded to her this interview today, I think it was, and they said, hey, we didn't know how bad it was. We have huge sympathy because it's really bad. And how could, how could they not know? It's like, it, it's her husband's job to know, right? It's, her, it's a goddamn husband's job to know if she's feeling depressed, lonely, isolated, and suicidal. In which case, come home from your job. Come home from your job. Come home from your job. Now, if her husband didn't even know, how the hell is the queen supposed to know? And if her husband did know, then it's his job to make sure she's not suicidal and to deal with it. I don't know. It's just, uh, it's very sad. He's, no, he's not that young. So it's obviously she manipulated a psychologically vulnerable young man. No, 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 no. He's not a victim. No. No, he's not a victim. Don't do it. Don't do it, man. Don't do it. No, don't make, don't, don't make him a victim. No. So... Yeah, he should have just come home, right? So, uh, now listen, it's also not, Steph, sometimes the purpose of your life is to serve as a warning to other men. Harry is a warning to all of us. So, it's not, it's not shockingly unusual that when someone gets everything he wants or everything she wants, that there's a massive depression afterwards. That that's very very common. Uh, Scott Adams talked about it in one of his shows. That he was very ambitious, very ambitious, and he finally got some big giant check. I'm sort of picturing ten million dollars. He got some big giant check, and he said he fell into a catastrophic depression right after that. Right? Like if you've ever, um, I remember being being uh, falling asleep on a rubber raft when I was a, in my early teens uh, off the coast of Florida, and and waking up, I could barely see the uh the land and i swam like hell to get back because flying fish jumped over me and i was like well they're being chased by a predator i don't want to be out here where the sharks are and they'll never find me again and i swam like crazy to get back and it took a long time i was a long way out in, on the ocean and i finally got back and i i lay there panting and it still felt my, like my arms were moving right because i'd been swimming uh, so so long and so hard and uh it just felt that way so when you finally get to your destination, right? Because why do people want to be famous? Why do people want, I, I didn't want to be famous, but you know, I'll do it for the course, right? But why do people want to be famous? Because there's something that they feel that they lack. There's something that they feel that they lack. Like, I myself am not enough. So I have to be me plus, like Robin Williams was, I have to be me plus making people laugh all the time. A beautiful woman has to be, I have to be me Plus, I work out obsessively, like what Jennifer Anderson does, like two to three hours exercise a day. Oh my God, it's so boring. I love exercise. It's very good for you. But mostly, it's really, really boring. Uh, and that's that's the challenge with it, right? 
So I got to be me plus abs. I got to be me plus a great head of hair. I got to be me plus a Ferrari. I got to be plus, plus, plus. So, and, and when you have a great deal of vanity, you have this agony because you don't feel like you're maximizing your value, right? Like, so she's a beautiful woman. And she is. She is a beautiful woman. No question, right? And nice figure uh, and all of that. And she's got those two tendrils hanging down at all times like some little octopus is trying to lay eggs in her cheeks. But anyway, it's a nice look. So she's like, how am I going to maximize my looks? How am I going to maximize my value? Right? So Emil Clooney, the, the lawyer, she was like tall and skinny and, and pretty. Okay, so she finally maxes, maxes her value by getting married to George Clooney. Right? Okay, can't go much higher than that, right? How do I maximize my value? So she feels that when she achieves maximizing of her value, then she will be happy. And we all feel this. Everybody, they play the lottery. They win the lottery. They, oh, my gosh, now I'm finally going to be happy. I, I, I've won the lottery. And it doesn't work. 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 Just repeat after me. It doesn't work. There is no external solution to the problem of insecurity. There is no external solution to the problem of insecurity. My mother always felt nose was too big, got a nose job, didn't change a damn thing. You talk to people who lose weight, they're happy for a little while, doesn't really change a damn thing. You got to work on yourself. You got to get right with your conscience. You got to be a moral, moral human being. You got to fight for good. You got to defy evil. You got to take risks. You got to advance the ethical causes of mankind. You got to be a good, brave, strong human being. Then you get this wonderful thing called self esteem, self respect. It ain't going to be because you made money. It ain't going to be because you got looks. It ain't going to be because you got abs. It ain't going to be because you got a fast car. It ain't going to be cause any of that shit. None of that shit will make you happy in the long run. It'll give you a mild high, and then you'll crash down. So the fact that you finally achieve what literally billions of women around the world dream of, marry a prince, become a zillionaire, and have a baby, she finally got it all. She got it all. And then she became suicidal. Why? Because it didn't fix her. It didn't fix her any more than it fixed Harry's mom. Princess Lady Diana. Didn't fix her either. Didn't fix her either. And we'll get to that in a sec. It doesn't fix her. Lady Diana, thin, beautiful, wealthy beyond measure, the most photographed and attractive woman perceived in the world. Miserable. Absolutely miserable human being. Uh, bulimic, uh, suicidal, um, you know, cast about from man to man, just an absolute wreck of a human being. And, and in fact, mental health in England, believe it or not, after Princess Diana died in the late 90s, she was being chased by paparazzi and her, um, her car crashed into a tunnel support in Paris and everybody died. Actually, no, I think the driver, one of the drivers lived. But um, uh, women actually, they bought their eyes out and then they actually became mentally healthier for a while because it was the... I mean, that's how the real fairy tales end. It's not a live happily ever after. The real fairy tales in general end with, oh, I finally achieved this greatest good, you know. Uh, the, the, my, my, my mother-in-law spent 32 million pounds on my wedding. I'm the most photographed, most, you know, uh, everybody thinks I'm beautiful and, and, and I'm rich and I'm married to a prince and I'm pregnant. I've got a baby on the way and, and it's not, it doesn't fix you. It doesn't fix you. So, of course, she had a catastrophic depression right after she got everything she wanted. Of course. Of course. Of course. It's inevitable, right? It's inevitable. 
If you try to find some external solution to the problem of insecurity, all you're doing is saying, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough, I'm not good enough. So it's very, very bad. Very bad. All right, let's see here. His D in geography entitles him to preach to the rest of us about climate change. Yeah. Was there a shooter girl in Calgary he was dating? Uses every interview to push her politics. She hated following royal protocol, got told off in public many times by Harry. Yeah, I mean, come on. You, you, you marry into the royal family, you know what you're getting into. You know. Why on earth is it always the man's job to decipher everything, figure out everything, and solve everything? Because we don't have to give birth, so that's our other thing. You know, it's a lot more pleasant to do that than it is to give birth, so. Post-achievement depression happens all the time with long-term PhD students. Yeah, you're striving, you're striving, you're striving. Your whole life is getting to the top of the mountain. That's all you want to do. It's all you think about. It's all you train for. It's all you live for. You get to the top of the mountain and you're fucked. You're fucked. You get to the top of the mountain, you're toast. Because, you know, if you got some end goal that you think is going to make you happy, once you achieve it, what's after is a complete void of self-regard. So I'm looking forward to the free domain call-in show with Prince Harry. Oh, that would be lit. That would be lit. Was the sole purpose of the interview revenge, or do they have other intentions? Well, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> I'm on a new story I haven't heard before. What about the time he went gold panning and prospecting in the Canadian North? Yeah. I find squash is the most fun and effective exercise. Yes, I'm, I'm 54. Uh, I mean 50, I'll be 55 this year. I'm a little post-squash, I'm afraid. So. Uh, so Kate, the future queen, made her cry, oh, to be a fly on the wall. Yeah, She could have married Biden and took over the White House. <laughs> uh, let's see here Megan's skin is kind of nice but unless I'm missing some photos those are damn creepy eyes well, but the thing is you may know her personality and therefore be projecting that onto her onto her eyes always coming out with such profound stuff I didn't know the subject could be made interesting oh I'm just getting started man I'm just getting started get comfy there's a lot to talk about with this women were happy because Lady Di was their competition now now it was because it was the death of the idea you know, if, if you want you, you want to be happy, be good. You want to be happy, be good. Be virtuous. There's no, there's nothing else. There's nothing. If you want to, love is our involuntary response to virtue. If you're virtuous, if you want to love yourself, you got to respect yourself. You got to admire yourself, which means you got to be good. There's nothing else that you can do. Now, of course, every planet asshole and their dog will sell you some other substitute for virtue in order to be happy because they know you'll keep coming back. I sell you virtue. I don't sell you anything, right? But if you donate or whatever, right? So I sell you virtue and you get it and you, you keep going and you don't need to come back to me. Maybe a refresher or whatever. But, you know, if they can say to you, well, if you have the right eyebrows, you get a hair transplant or you get uh, uh, cheek implants or whatever it is and you get liposuction, well, then you'll realize it doesn't work. You're still unhappy and you come back to more, right? Marilyn Monroe was the same but seemed much more self-aware. Well, Marilyn Monroe, uh, the real taboo she broke was she was one of the first major celebrities in the history of the world to talk about being violently sexually abused as a child, Marilyn Monroe was, and that she went to her stepmother and begged for help, and the stepmother called her a liar and all that kind of stuff, right? Diana died because of the stupid healthcare system in France. They tried to treat her on the spot instead of taking her to hospital. I don't really know about that. How many women who are very hot, like a 10, do you know that are reasonable? Yeah, the hot crazy matrix. I think we all understand that. Uh, Meghan Markle reached the top level of the simulation and said, is this all there is? Yeah, you got nothing else, right? Nothing else. Nothing else. Um, does anyone believe she actually loves him? Hmm. 
Can you talk about ad hominem versus holding a writer accountable to their beliefs? E.g. fat guy writes diet book, Marxist, nan Marxist nanny versus exploitation. You're trying to get me to repeat my stories. Won't happen. Did you feel any depression at any point during your YouTube search? I did not. I did not. Uh, I have not felt uh, depression during the course of my show. I don't know if I've ever really felt depressed. I've had down periods or whatever. I don't think I've ever been depressed. I, I don't really experience depression. I don't really experience loneliness. So um, let's see here. Can't be virtuous if you will be physically attacked. Yeah, well, I mean, virtuous, I said, not suicidal, right? So that's a, an important distinction. <laughs> I believe it's an important distinction to make. All right, so uh, let's get back. And I'm going to just relentlessly drop into what you guys are saying because you've got fantastic stuff to, to talk about, right? Okay, so uh, Meghan Markle says, and I'm just going to say Meghan Markle. I know she's married or whatever. Did she take his name? I should know that. Anyway, I don't. So... She says, well, the tabloids were really mean to me, right? The tabloids were really mean to me. Okay, um, the tabloids are vicious. Tabloids are ugly. Tabloids are brutal. Tabloids are like Neanderthal, low rent, uh, you know, shoving cattle prods into your nervous system just to get a response. And okay, so um, millions and millions and millions of people in England pick up this garbage at the checkout counter and devour it uh, in purient, excited, lusty, gossipy, hunger, right? Okay. So um, wh why do they do that? <laughs> why do they do that? Well, for a couple of reasons. First of all, we love to see the rich and powerful and beautiful fall because it's a way of us trying to hammer at our own delusions that being rich and powerful and and, and beautiful will make us happy, right? So we love this this schadenfreude, this, this desire to see other uh, people fall is is quite, uh, quite endemic to people. The other thing too, Almost all of the tabloid readers, readers were raised by the state. Right? So this is something where you should say, well, something's wrong with government education. Because people look at a phenomenon in society, right? And they always completely detach it from government education. Whatever problem you're talking about in society is almost certainly largely caused by government propaganda, government schools, government education. Say, oh, America's a racist country. It's okay, well, they're raised by government-sanctioned teachers in a government-sanctioned curriculum the parents are forced to pay, and they're trapped there for 12 years straight. So if America is a racist country, it must be because racism is being taught in the government schools. If there's trashy tabloid readers who love watching Meghan Markle get torn down, then clearly there's a problem with the government schools because governments raise children. You know, they, I mean, in America, you get like six weeks of maternity leave or something like that. In other places, it's pretty short. And then the kids are dumped in daycare, run by the government with government license and sanctioned daycare workers and teachers. I know I worked in one. And then you go to uh, preschool, kindergarten, you go to uh, primary school, junior high, high school, often you go to university. The government has control over every single facet of that. So whatever you talk about in society, if you're not talking about, well, yes, but the government's raised these people. Oh, there's all these trashy tabloid readers that love digging into tabloid and gossip and dirt, and they, they're just horrible human beings. Okay, well, they were raised by the government. So don't blame the shadow for the object that casts the shadow, right? The shadow is people's mindset, and the so people never talk about that. They say, why are so many people into this trashy stuff? Okay, I got my next point to make. Ooh, they're so tidily organized. Just tidily organized. I love karma and schadenfreude. I like seeing celebs destroyed. I love seeing undefeated UFC fighters take a loss and get humbled. Yeah. 
I suppose so. Chat, ne chat needs boomer print mode so Steph can read it while talking. I can kind of read it. A Royal Bloodline ruled by Globo. All right, so let's see here. Tabloids are now indistinguishable from all other forms of media. Oh, yeah, it's all gossip. Yeah, it's all gossip. Tabloids, worse than Wikipedia. No, no, nothing's worse than Wikipedia. Hell itself is not worse than Wikipedia, so. Let's see here. I feel like I'm back in time listening in person to Socrates. <laughs> why, why, thank you. I believe our hairdos are similar, so. Yeah, so if you just, yeah, anytime you hear people complain about society, then you just say, uh, hey, um, government schools, right? Government schools. Uh, institutionalized racism. Okay, well, let's talk about government schools. Okay, so uh, are you guys ready for a little, uh, little Hamlet here? little little uh, eatable complex thing here? Okay, so Harry. Old ginger froth-haired Harry, right? So, he meets a beautiful, ambitious social climber who worms her way into his heart and his bed. Finally, she gets everything she wants. Then she becomes miserable and suicidal and leaves the royal lifestyle. Do y'all understand that Harry just married his mother? Harry just married his mother. You tell me if there's a dime's worth of difference between Meghan Markle and Lady Diana Spencer. Then this is a great tragedy of a lack of self-knowledge. A lack of self-knowledge, an unwillingness or inability to process trauma, right? Unwillingness or inability to process trauma. Harry marries a beautiful, ambitious social climber. She gets everything she wants. Gets pregnant, becomes miserable, suicidal, leaves the royal lifestyle. He married his mother. He married his mother. And uh, that is really rough. That is really, that is really rough. Really rough to see. It's really rough to see. And uh, of course, if he'd ever called in to me and said, okay, this is my, this is my, uh, this is my girlfriend and, and mother-to-be and so on. And I would have said, okay, so uh, wife-to-be, I would have said, okay, well, tell me a little bit more about your mother. And it would have been very... Right. So obvious, right? And in fact, you can see Lady Diana had more class than Megan. I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Oh, Diana complained. No, Diana was suicidal. She tried to throw herself downstairs. Uh, she she was bulimic. She she had Oh yeah. No, she um No, she was a complete mess, uh Princess Diana, uh, a complete mess and uh just a mess, right? So no, um, yeah, he married his mother, highly ambitious, highly beautiful woman who got everything she wanted and became suicidal. And, and of course, then gave a tell-all interview. Come on, I mean, it's so predictable, right? Princess Diana in the 90s gave a tell-all interview, I think to the BBC or something like that, uh, where she complained about the royal family. She was so brave in revealing all of her mental health issues, and she talked about her suicidality and how cruel the royal family was and how mean they were and how terrible they were. And now his wife, Harry's wife, is doing exactly the same thing with him looking at her, having absolutely zero clue, zero clue about the stupid Oedipal roundabout that he's stuck in. It's just... And you can actually look up pictures of um, Princess Diana and Meghan Markle wears identical outfits. Like, she's totally LARPing as her, uh, his dead mom. It's, uh, it's absolutely horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. So, yeah, it's not... Uh, maybe that didn't happen to William because he was older. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I'm just... Do a truth about on Diana. I'll get the popcorn ready. Oh, do, do tell all about Andrew. Isn't that funny, eh? 
Shit, I think I married my mother too. Well, uh, that's not too bad if your mom's a good, a good person, right? Um, but here's, uh, who benefits from the interview? Is it even possible for it to be therapeutic for Megan? Well, no, I mean, if she's a narcissist, seems to me to be, obviously just an amateur outside view and opinion, then um, what happened was she has a love-hate relationship with fame, with, with the eyeballs, with the limelight. And if you talk to famous people, I've had a couple of conversations privately with some pretty damn famous people. And if you talk to famous people, they both love and fear and hate their fame. I mean, just look at someone like uh, Britney Spears, right? They, they, they love and fear and hate their fame. Uh, talk to Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury was like, I love being famous, but I basically am stuck in hotel rooms. I can't go out and do anything and go anywhere because everybody goes insane. Um, so he loved being famous, but there's a very complicated relationship to fame. Right. Uh, Sharon Stone said something. The American actress said something very insightful about fame. She said, you think it's feeding you, but it's actually eating you. And a lot of the more healthy people in Hollywood, I don't know if she's healthy or not, but a lot of the more healthy people in uh, Hollywood um, leave the limelight and, and realize that it's, it's very destructive. So for her, it was like, oh, I can't stand this. I can't stand this press. I can't stand all these people looking at me and caring about me. So I'm going to go to California. And then relatively rapidly, she does one of the biggest interviews in the planet and has a billion people watching her, you know, hold back tears while she talks about her mental health struggles and, and calls people racist. It's a complicated relationship. The uh, selfish person, the self-absorbed, self-obsessed person desperately needs the eyeballs and really hates the eyeballs at the same time because the eyeballs are a recognition that they can't. Like, how, how much of, of human, how many human problems are fundamentally driven by the simple and basic fact that there's almost nobody on this planet who can spend 15 minutes in a quiet room with their own thoughts? I mean, it's brutal. Steph, do you have anything else? I'm marrying your mother. I'm younger, but I've noticed some of this in my own life already. Uh, yeah, pretty much my entire show, <laughs> particularly the call. Paul McCartney said he's loving the mask mandate. Yeah, I mean, I very rarely wear a mask, but uh, if I do, it's nice not to be recognized. It's nice not to be recognized, for sure. Uh, before Harry not famous, after Harry famous. No, she, no, she was relatively well-known before. I mean, if you watched his uh, show Suits. So. It's Jesse Lee Peterson right when he says that if you're angry at your mama, you'll marry your mama. It's more complicated than that, I think, but he's pretty, <laughs> pretty good insights on that kind of stuff. What's the deal with the royal family having connections to Epstein? Yeah, well, this is, of course, uh, Prince Andrew, right? Just a uh, absolute monster of a human being. Have you ever been recognized in public, Steph? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Have I ever been recognized in public? Do you know how big I was prior to being deplatformed? I had uh, close to a billion views and downloads and books read. <laughs> was I ever recognized in public? Yes! <laughs> my God. Have you ever had some bad encounters in real life when just going about your business? No. In fact, it's been almost entirely positive. Uh, one time, a guy I could tell didn't like me, but he was uh, too chicken to do anything about it. But uh, no, it, uh, I definitely, when I was in, um, when I was in uh, Australia and there was a lot of violence around the speeches I was giving, uh, I definitely felt pretty nervous going to the washroom. I thought I might get shivered in the side. But anyway, so. All right. So let's... Uh, Let's keep uh, let's keep going on. Uh, let me check your comments here. Um, I walk down the street and people know me too. Well, good for you. Only intelligent people know who Steph is. No, there's some very unintelligent and rather dangerous people who know who I am too, but they're probably trained by the nasty intelligent people. All right. 
So the two major issues that came up in this interview with, with Oprah, uh, the two complaints, the major complaints, were that um, Archie is the name of their, their boy. So does Archie get a title? Does little Archie get a title? And please fact check me away on here. If I'm getting anything wrong, please, uh, please let me know. But uh, I just wanted to double check on this. So does Archie get a title? Now, the objective factual answer to that is uh, no. He doesn't get a title for arcane reasons that sound like they'd be more at home in the uh, Dungeon Master's Guide than they would in a family business, but he doesn't get a title. That's just a fact. It's an objective thing. It's nothing personal. It's just the way that things go. And does he get security? Well, no, because you quit the family business, so they're not going to pay for your security, right? I understand that, right? So there was a fascinating debate and Lord above help me, the bullets I take to bring philosophy to the world. I gritted my teeth and sat through this entire damn thing. Between Piers Morgan and Alex Beresford. Now, Piers Morgan, it's somewhat relevant. Piers Morgan is a white guy, obviously, perhaps the whitest there is. And Alex Beresford is half black, half white, uh, I think. And he's a weatherman. And he's also like a very athletic guy. He was on a, an, an ice dancing competition in England. And he did one of those extreme... Um, challenge course things and all that. A very athletic guy, spends a lot of time in the gym. And there was a debate. And Pierce Morgan was bringing up Meghan Markle's points, and the points were twofold. Number one, Archie didn't get a title, and they're not giving him a title because he's not purin, as the Quebec used to say. He's not pure wool. He's not he's not whitey white, right? He's, what, 12.5% black, right? And, and that's why he didn't get a title. Now, that's factually false, just factually false. He didn't get a title because it's just not in the, you know, flowchart uh, of whatever, right? It's just he doesn't get a title. Nothing personal. It's not because of his race. So she was wrong about that. Now, Piers Morgan was pointing this out when he got into this debate with Alex Bereford on um, Good Morning Britain or something like that. And it was just wild. It was wild to see. It was like philosophy unraveling and unrolling and destroying the West live. Because Piers Morgan said she, being Megan, complained that Archie didn't get a title because of racism. And Pierce Morgan said, that's factually false. And you sort of explained why. Alex Beresford got really annoyed and angry and upset, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, just this phrase. It's so funny. I mean, I don't know how to do this with a straight face, so I guess I won't even bother to try, right? So Alex Beresford, Pierce Morgan says, no, she's factually wrong about that. It's nothing to do with racism. It's just the way that titles are distributed in the British family. It predated them. It's gone back hundreds of years. He doesn't get a title. It's not racism. It's just the facts. And Alex Berifer said, no, 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 but that's her lived experience. <laughs> you gotta love it. But that's her lived experience. <laughs> She feels, she feels that it's racism, even though it's factual and objective and has nothing to do with his race and, and anything like that. But that's her lived experience, Piers. You, you don't understand. <laughs> do you know, my, not just my lived experience, but my actual experience is that I'm neither a racist nor a white nationalist nor a white supremacist. I get called that all the time and people don't say, no, but it's lived experience. <laughs> lived experience. <laughs> it's factually incorrect. No, no, no. But that's her lived experience, man. And you could see Alex just getting annoyed. Like, how dare you bring facts to a fields fight? <laughs> Didn't you see? She was almost in tears. And Oprah had big glasses. 
It's a lived experience. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> when you're a kid, right? You're asked to spell the word uh, serendipity, right? And you spell it wrong. And they, they give you an X. And you, 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 you thump the table and you say, Teacher! Teacher! My lived experience is I spelt that word right. And she says, no, 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 you, you spelt it wrong. Here's the dick. No! My lived experience is that it's spelled with four M's and a silent Q. That's my lived experience, man. <laughs> two and two make five. No, actually, they make four. No! My lived experience is that two and two make five, man. <laughs> what a fantastic epistemological duel went on in that. And... and Pierce Morgan, to his credit, I mean, he's a little dish it out, can't take it, kind of bully, and he's kind of petty or whatever, right? But, and you gotta, you gotta understand he has more chins than children. But nonetheless, he said, what do you mean lived experience? If I say it's, there's a blue sky out and it's raining, what does it mean to say my lived experience is that there's a blue sky? Is it, 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 it it's raining, there's no blue sky, right? So he's trying to bring some basic Anglo-Saxon, Socratic reasoning, empirical Aristotelian facts to a question of racism, <laughs> trying to bring facts to questions of racism is a pretty bad idea. Ah, uh, what happened here? This broadcaster has indicated that this, oh yeah. All right, that's fair. All right. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, just the uh, DLive says we've enabled the mature tag for your channel. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. Yes, so. Apparently, when you start laughing, uh, it is uh, Piers Morgan versus Alex Jones, 1776. will commence again if you try to take our firearms. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Potty mouth? Yeah, it could be. You can't talk about lived experiences, right? You just can't talk about lived experiences. All right. Well, thank you for hanging in there. We will uh, hand out some more lemons. Put your shirt back on, Steph. Never. Never. Absolutely not. So, yeah, this lived experience stuff, man, holy crap. Her, her subjective lived experience is that it was the result of racism. It's like, no, no, these are objective rules. They've been in place for hundreds of years. Uh, this is just the way it plays out. It's got nothing to do with race. But her lived experience. Now, Alex Beresford, you know, got really, really passionate. You could see this frustration, right? Now, obviously, I would assume that he identifies he's biracial, uh, Meghan Markle is biracial, so there's probably some, you know, I mean, I can understand why they have some sympathy towards each other. It can be a challenging thing, right? So, but I, I did look up a little bit about Alex Berefoot, the the, um, the weatherman on Good Morning Britain. And he recently got divorced. And he's got a son. And, you know, tell me what you think, as far as priorities go, just, you know, in general. As a whole, as far as priorities go, it seems to me like he was uh, Alex Barrett was really, really passionate about Meghan Markle and and what the royals might have said uh, at some point in the past. Right. At some point in the past, a couple of years ago, uh, this question about racism and so on came out. He's really, really passionate about it. He really cares about it, man. It's really, really important to him. Again, priorities, uh, you know, Alex, if I can just sidebar with you for a sec, man, like your son's going to grow up without a live-in dad. Your family just got destroyed through divorce. Do you really think what the royals said a couple of years ago is 
is really so important? I mean, in your life as a whole, what happened a couple of years ago, in some third-hand conversation, in some shadowy figure who said something uh, that, that nobody heard directly and nobody can confirm and the person can't even defend himself because he's not named. I mean, something that obscure and abstract and so on that happened in some private family situation a couple of years ago, that's what you're really big and passionate about. Maybe if you'd brought some of that passion to saving your marriage, I think it would have a bit more of an impact on your life. It certainly would have more of an impact on your son as a whole. As a whole. So, yeah, lived experience, man. That was a moment. I mean, that was a a very powerful moment in the world. A very powerful moment in the world. Just amazing. Just amazing. Just different lived experience. So, um, where, where does that end? Where, where does a different lived experience end? I'm just, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. I'm just curious. If you, you know, if the, if the tax collection agency says you should have paid more, and you say, no, no, it was my lived experience that I paid just the right amount of taxes. I don't know. Where, where does it end? Where does subjective experience in collision with objective fact and subjective perception wins? Like, where? My lived experience is that I am a cat. Oh, good typing. Good typing for a cat. Good. This is valid in a female-centric worldview. Well, yeah, I'm pleased. Yeah, feel free to share the um, uh, share the stream. I, I would appreciate that. Yeah, so, I mean, there's something Nietzsche said years ago. He said the very rich, the very powerful, and the very beautiful never really hear the truth because everyone, even unconsciously, just bends the truth a little bit around them. And I've certainly noticed this. The beautiful women that I've dated, every single one of them was into astrology. <laughs> And and most of them thought they had psychic powers. I feel boners in the vicinity. So and, and they believed they had psychic powers. Now they didn't. And I remember dating one woman and uh, a very, very attractive woman. And she was telling me that she had psychic powers. And I said, Oh wow, you know, the amazing Randy's had like a million dollar American prize. Let's head down to Vegas and, and pick up that prize. You can demonstrate your powers, right? And she's like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's like, so, I mean, I didn't date her for long, obviously. She wasn't that pretty. Right? Nobody could be that pretty. But um, it's really fascinating, right? So if you're a very beautiful woman, how much do men call you out on the nonsense that you speak? doesn't matter what your lived experience is. Hey, if you're talking about something subjective, sure. If you say, I like that painting, yeah, nobody's going to tell you you're objectively wrong at all. That's it. That is your lived experience. Lived experience is totally genuine. You know, I like the color. I like. I happen to like the color navy blue. Fantastic. That's my lived experience. Yeah, no problem. Two and two make four? Yes. Is there an objective metric by which you determine whether the grandson of the queen gets a title? Yeah. There's the facts. Objective facts subjective lived experience doesn't count when it comes to objective facts. So crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Um, in Mexico, you'd be Estefan Machoniu. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's true, right? Uh, do we not have real big, uh, bigger real problems? No, this is a very big deal. That's the reason I'm talking about it so much. 
Um, so, I mean, I get you what you want. Oh, it's the royal family. It's so archaic. It doesn't, it matters. Somebody says, we have a similar narcissist to Megan here in New Zealand, the Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern. Oh, yeah, I just got to go look up her saying the word comrades all the time. Yeah, she's pretty, pretty, pretty key. Harry needed permission from the Queen to marry. Do you think she regrets not quashing the whole thing? I don't know. I would imagine. Uh, I would imagine. My lived experience is that I'm Prince Harry, therefore I'm filing for divorce. <laughs> That's pretty funny. The super hot ones believe in astrology. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steph, holy shit, pretty much every girl on Tinder believes in astrology. They legitimately believe it. Well, see, that is, um, uh, that's a warning signal, right? Like, that's like the cat putting its back up <laughs> and hissing and that kind of stuff, John Riddle style. That is a warning. And what they're saying is that their subjective experiences trump any fact in the known universe. And you can date them at your complete peril. Um, so you'd believe in magic psychic powers too if every man bent to your will yeah kind of kind of important and women used to be cured of course of vanity by marriage right because they'd get married they'd have kids they'd lose some of that youthful beauty and availability and that would cure the vanity but now the vanity just goes on and on and on and on you all the politicians and the media people uh, nothing destroys a civilization faster than inflating the vainglorious egos of women uh, almost nothing almost nothing all right real astrology cannot be discarded as bs uh, yes, it absolutely can. Uh, yep, I told her astrology was fake and she got mad. Yeah, it's her lived experience, right? So what can I tell you? Beauty distorts space time and makes men simp, so pretty women believe in magic stardust astrology. Oh, yeah, I've said this before. Like, it's like, um, uh, is that right? Harry is definitely not Charles's son. James Hewitt is his dad. Oh, yeah, it's the guy in the military that, uh, that uh, Diana had an affair with, right? Is that right? So, um, it's like the women who, who, the beautiful women who are like, oh, you just ask the universe for things and the universe delivers. It's like, yes, yes, that's right. If you're a beautiful woman, men will go and get stuff for you. Wow. All right. Uh, my girlfriend is reading the Black, big, the Black Book of Communism, the feel-good romantic comedy of the year. Yeah, boy, talk about, I said this today on social media, uh, reparations, reparations. How about we get reparations from the media and the international banksters for communism? Seems like we could get quite a few reparations for 100 million killed. Uh, let's see here. I once used an astrology reference to get a weirdo out of my face. The astrologer told me my moon is in Uranus. Yeah, well. Boy, there's nothing funny. Do you know that Earth is the only planet not named after a god? Interesting. I went to 360p, and my stream is very smooth now. 360p is when you just spin and pee. Anyway. All right. The real issue is the British monarchy is interwoven in the Schwab Great Reset. Yeah. Uh, what's your natal chart look like? I wonder, Steph. I don't know what a natal chart is. Sorry. Do you have a good definition of the word respect? Do you have a good definition of the word respect? A respect is a subset of justice, and justice is delivering to people what they have justly earned. Right. If somebody has justly earned your contempt, you deliver it. And if somebody has justly bought an iPad from you and paid you the 500 bucks, you deliver the iPad. And if somebody has earned your love, you deliver your love. So if somebody has earned your respect through consistent virtuous behavior that's not self-destructive, then they earn your respect. All right. Blow women's minds by telling the mainstream astrology is based on the seasons, not the actual constellations. Yeah, so, I mean, astrology, the only thing that I can think of that it makes sense for is... 
if you're in a colder climate and you're born in the fall, it's very different than if you're born in the spring. If you're born in the fall, I was born in September. If you're born in the fall, your first experience of life is indoors with uh, ceilings, of course, no natural light uh, because you can't be taken out. It's too cold because it's the winter in a cold climate. Whereas if you're born in the spring, your first experience of the world is outdoors and nature and sunshine and birds and breezes and, and grass and you get all this natural stuff. So the idea that when you're born in the season has an effect on your first impressions of the world, I could see that having an effect, but it's certainly not astrology, right? What are your thoughts on the study of space? I think it's fine as long as it's not government funded. He doesn't know what a natal chart is, but is down on astrology. Yeah, you know, when things are false, I tend not to study them too much. Stefan, for what it's worth, if you didn't get cancelled, I would not have discovered you. Thanks for all you do. I do appreciate that. It's very kind. And um, so, uh, yeah, they can cancel me and then Bitcoin just cancels the US dollar. All right. Natal chart is your birth chart. You'd be amazed if you actually studied it. No, I wouldn't. I mean, there may be some coincidences, but no, I wouldn't be amazed. Guarantee you wouldn't be amazed. Listen, my mom was into astrology, into tarot card reading, into tea leaf reading, into all of that bullshit. And it's all just nonsense. It's all just nonsense. What would be the effect of your first experience being indoors? Well, it's less vivid. Uh, you'd be more internalized. There'd be more conversations. There'd be stronger smells. You know, it would be just a whole bunch of different things that would be going on in your life um, as opposed to being outdoors and all of that. So, All right. Let us continue with our analysis. And thank you so much for your, for your thoughts. Okay. So... When Pierce Morgan got tired of this, you know, when when someone of color says, I'm not saying you're a racist, it's like, okay, so you, everybody knows where that leads, right? So eventually, for, for right or wrong, Pierce Morgan got, I think he sort of stayed and yelled myself. That's what I would have done, but that's why I'm not in TV. When I was on TV uh, in uh, New Zealand with Patrick Gower, things did not go the TV presenter's way, and I've never really been invited back <laughs> on at all. So um, he got up and he stormed out and and... Alex, and this really struck me, this Alex Beresford guy said, do you know what? That's pathetic. This is absolutely diabolical behavior. I think I could see why the guy got divorced. You know, he's haranguing a guy and kind of insulting him. The guy gets up to leave and he's, it's absolutely diabolical. So diabolical behavior, I mean, that's like straight up core evil behavior, right? That, that's the, th the thought, right? Straight up core evil behavior. And uh, calling someone diabolical for not sitting there on a pretty consistent flow of passive-aggressive verbal abuse. Yeah, I mean, right or wrong, he got up. I, I would have stayed and fought, but he got up and, and left, right? But anyway, diabolical, absolutely diabolical behavior. What are you talking about? He didn't want to have a conversation with you when he left. And it's funny, too, because Alex Barefoot was saying that so... Pierce Morgan and Meghan Markle went out once, or I don't know if it was a date, but they went out for an evening and she never really called him again or whatever it is, right? And he said, you know, she's allowed to not see you. She's allowed to leave the relationship. She's perfectly entitled to not want to spend time with you. It's totally fine. But then when Pierce Morgan gets up and decides not to spend time with Alex Beresford, it's, that's pathetic. It's absolutely diabolical behavior. It's like, dude, pick a, <laughs> pick a fucking lane, okay? Pick a lane. If it's okay for Meghan Markle to not want to spend time with Pierce Morgan, that's totally fine. You shouldn't criticize people for that. Then when Pierce Morgan decides not to spend time with you, what the hell are you doing? Lashing out with torrents of verbal abuse, you crazy guy. <laughs> like, what is wrong? What's the matter? Like, people don't even notice. They don't even notice this. Nobody's talking about this. this is rank contradictions. 
in what people do. On the one hand, it's totally fine to not want to spend time with people. She's perfectly entitled to do that, and you shouldn't speak ill of her because she does. Wait, you're leaving this conversation? You're absolutely evil. <laughs> My God. Ah. Just, just crazy. Just crazy. All right, so let's get to the big, the big concern here. Uh, let me just drop back in here to the chat. It's so much fun doing it with you guys live. Steph knocked out the Australian TV guy. Was he Australian? No, New Zealand, I think. All right. Um, height and weight are correlated to birth month. Are they, really? You handled your deplatforming like a half-god. Well, you know, I'm still evolving. Full god uh, next month. All horoscopes and that sort of thing are vague positives, like you are open-minded, a hard worker, a leader. Yeah, I, there was a, in, in my uh, university, when I first went to university, there was a, a professor who had on his door, a, a, I think he was a science professor, he had on his door uh, an old cartoon, um, and it said, uh, <laughs> the, science, uh, the discipline of astrology took a great leap forward yesterday when everyone who was Pisces was hit by a fish truck. <laughs> It was a picture of a bunch of people dead with a truck rolling over them. And it's like, okay, yeah, because never specific, right? It's, and I actually, uh, I did a play once. Uh, it was, man, it was, a, it was a real method actor uh, kind of director, this woman. Uh, she's very good, though. But I did a play. I had to play a guy who had a stroke and became paralyzed on his left side. And in order to get me to act it better, she took a huge amount of duct tape and taped the entire left side of my body and had me rehearse for weeks in that way. And uh, it actually did. It, it really worked. It was it was very helpful. Although part of me was, you know, there's a scene in The Marathon Man with Laurence Olivier and Dustin Hoffman. And Dustin Hoffman's been, like, tortured. Uh, and, and, and so what Dustin Hoffman, he stayed up for two days. He punched himself in the face. He, you know, just didn't eat and didn't drink and then came in all kinds of groggy. And it's kind of famous uh, in, in theater circles because um, Dustin Hoffman's a real method actor, right? So he doesn't want to act uh, being tortured he wants to torture himself so it's easy to act and uh Laurence Olivier considered one of the greatest actors of the 20th century saw Dustin Hoffman dragging himself in all bruised and exhausted and 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 you know he's basically peeing a brick at this point he's so dehydrated and he says to Dustin Hoffman he says my dear boy why don't you just act <laughs> it's a big big question right why don't you just act I remember I read uh, Laurence Olivier's bio autobiography and he said, you know, imagine, imagine playing a character where you've recently shaved off your mustache and you're constantly doing this. I mean, it's just really clever little things that he did uh, with regards to characters and tells and all that kind of stuff. So uh, let's see here. Steph got kicked from the cool kids group. The nerds who end up ruling the world. We'll get them all to ourselves. Uh, I think you guys are the cool kids group. But uh, will you ever bring back commenting on BitChute? Uh, I would like to have the option to silence people. Uh, I know that sounds pretty funny, right? But I would like to have the option, like the relentless verbal abusers and psycho anti-Semites and all the people who are just trying to discredit BitChute. I just need a way to have them not be on my channel, right? Just you can silence them or ban them or whatever it is. Um, so no, I don't open things up to the public if I don't have, if it's considered to be, quote, my property, but I don't have any control over who comments. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, my first time watching, listening to you. Love this D-Life. Thank you very much. Laughing couchies. I really, really appreciate it. I miss the conversation. Trolls ruin everything. Well, yes. Meghan Markle is disgusting. Dating Piers Morgan. Isn't he married to his now? Like four kids or something? I don't know. I guess maybe not. I don't know. Uh, right. Will this be on the podcast? It will. Where can I find that New Zealand stuff? Uh, just go to, um, gosh, I don't know. Maybe someone can dig it up on YouTube and post it in the chat. Uh, let's see here. 
You all are talking about face-level astrology. Smash my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steph, you should get an astrological reading and see how much of it is true. <laughs> no, I won't. I really won't. I really, I'm not going to really, I'm not going to examine whether the world is flat or not again either. I'm just not going to do it. Bitchute comments are cancerous. Yeah, it is the worst place on the internet for that kind of stuff. And I, I think, I, I, I assume it's mostly just leftists who are coming in, who are trying to get you to uh, bit shoot cancelled, and I don't want to participate in that. I, it's, I don't think there's anything honest. Because if somebody hated me that much, that they would obsessively come in, and, and it's, no, it's a bunch of leftists who are trying to discredit bit shoot, So, I could read Steph's astrology in the spots on his forehead. Have you had your palms read? Uh, yes, I think it went something like that. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, Patty Gower interview. Yeah, it's on It's on YouTube. You can, uh, you can, uh, you can check it out. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to the big the big issue, right? So the biggest issue that came out of this interview. So the way I understand it is someone high up in the royal family, but who's not uh, Philip or Elizabeth, not the Queen and Philip, someone high up in the royal family asked what skin tone the baby might have right what's what skin tone the baby might have now that is now and 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 this was said to it went from unnamed person according to right this interview it went from we'll call them mr x or person x we'll call them person x could be male female so person x said something to harry wondering about the color of the baby's skin right when um uh, megan was was pregnant with archie right now, this went from person X to Harry, and then Harry reported this to Megan, and Megan reported it to Oprah and said that concern was expressed. Concern was expressed. Dun, dun, dun. Concern was expressed. Now, first of all, back in the day when you were on Twitter, you couldn't post or scroll or see anything without seeing a whole bunch of obsessive leftists constant, con- continually talking about the possible skin color of the royal baby how dark is it going to be and listen this this happens in general right i mean my wife and i when she was pregnant she we didn't even find out the sex of the baby we 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 didn't know the obviously we're curious i wonder what her hair color is going to be uh, i wonder what her eye color is going to be she got blonde hair from me she got brown eyes from her mom and she's just lovely but anyway and we were curious about it so yes you will talk about that and skin tone is one of these things to obsessively not talk about something is a problem, right? In other words, well, we can't talk about the baby's potential skin color because that might be interpreted negatively. Okay, well, you've already kind of lost the battle of free speech and just being curious about about these things. And so, and interesting thing is, and you guys come up with some too. Throw them in, throw them in the chat because I can think of like a half a dozen reasons why bringing up the baby's skin tone, potential skin tone, uh, might uh, skin tone might actually be a positive and pleasant and nice and caring and concerned thing. Uh, I'll throw out a couple, and you guys can uh, uh, can uh, can let me know what what you think. So here's a couple that I thought of. So why might you be concerned about the baby's skin tone? Well, so it's a pretty white family, obviously, right? The, the royal family is is 100% white as far as I can see it, right? So if this, let's say that Archie was born with dark skin, right? Okay, so no biggie, no, it's just a fact of life, right? So if I were a grandparent, I would say, okay, well, if the baby's skin is going to be dark, we don't want him to feel left out, right? Because if you've got this whole 
pasty white, tidy whitey family, and then you've got one, you know, dark skinned child in the family, you don't want that child to feel alienated or distant or different or, you know, um, I wouldn't say excluded, but but uh, out of the pattern. You don't want the child to feel that way. So then you say, okay, well, if the baby's born with darker skin uh, and we, we have to take steps to make sure that the baby feels fully included in the family as a whole, right? That would be a nice thing to do. Now, what that means, maybe we have to focus on getting more uh, biracial playmates or maybe a biracial nanny or something like something where the child feels fully included in the family as a whole, even though he looks different than the family as a whole. So that might be a, a I'm concerned because I want to make sure that the child, uh, Archie, feels fully included in the family, even though he looks a little different because, you know, kids can uh, feel that way. They could be made fun of that way. They can, uh, um, uh, it can be, uh, kids can be cruel. Obviously, you know, the tabloids can be cruel. So if the child is born with darker skin, I can understand, you know, having some concerns, not about the color of the skin, but concerns about ways to make the child feel included and to minimize bullying and all that kind of stuff. So that is a reason why somebody might express concern. Nothing to do with racism. In fact, it's trying to be a good parent or a good grandparent and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, that, I think. Um, yeah, and if you say, well, we can't possibly discuss this, um, then that's, you know, kind of weird, right? That's kind of weird to begin with, right? Um, let's see here. What else do we have? My lived experience is olive skin is beautiful. Oh, man, olive skin is beautiful. And uh, as a guy who Irish and blonde and blue-eyed, uh, uh, the sun is, is basically my enemy. <laughs> basically my enemy. Uh, and and also the issue in Markle? No, she's not a quarter black. I thought she was half black. Is that right? A quarter black? Anyway, it doesn't really matter. So, and, and listen, biracial kids, um, there are particular challenges. You know, whoever gets married to who, not my business, totally fine. But biracial kids can have identity issues. They can feel like neither one nor the other. And there are higher, much higher incidents in some cases of mental health issues, of identity issues, and so on. So it's something you need to be aware of. Something you need to be aware of, right? So, yes, uh, I can think of some very positive reasons as to why. The other thing, too, is that, you know, generally you will buy clothes. This is going to be a hugely photographed baby, right? So you want to buy clothes that is going to enhance the baby's attractiveness and appeal. And you may have some, okay, well, if I buy this particular um, uh, clothing uh, for the baby, then if the baby is darker, it look, won't look as good. I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of things that go into this kind of managing of public perception in the most photographed and child in, in existence. So there could be some concerns about that. Um, uh, in terms of what clothes to buy. It's just a whole bunch of questions, right? It's very interesting questions. Doesn't mean racism, uh, doesn't mean anything like that, but uh, she goes to, the, she and Oprah go straight to racism. There's no possibility of anything more innocent, anything more, it could be the complete opposite of racism. It could be inclusiveness and want to make the child feel part of the family because the child's going to be part of the family. And if the whole family is white and the child looks dark or is dark, that's something you need to work with and you need to make sure that that child feels included. And so there could be concerns not about the skin tone itself, but to make sure that the child is, right, you understand, right? So you can come up with a whole bunch of scenarios wherein this is perfectly innocent. Now, here's the problem, though. The problem is not naming the person does not give that person the opportunity to defend themselves, right? That is uh, a big, a big issue, right? That to me is, is really terrible. Um, the indication seems to be, or people are gravitating towards Charles, who, of course, when Elizabeth dies, will be the king. So people are gravitating towards that. 
I'm distributing some rewards, by the way, enjoy. And that's unfair. That's unfair because the palace has responded and said uh, that they've talked to the person in question and they don't recollect the conversation going that way at all. At all. And that's so incendiary. That is so incendiary. Like, Meghan Markle at one point in the interview, she's, you know, half teary-eyed and all of that. She's an actress, right? Again, it could be real, whatever, right? But what happened is is she's like, I can't, I can't imagine doing anything that might harm one hair on my child's head or anything like that. It's like, uh, in accusing, like, to tens or hundreds of billions of people publicly accusing your husband's family of being racists? You don't think that's going to do any harm to your, your child? You don't think that's going to do any... Like, now, out there forever, when your son grows up, he is going to look at that interview and what are his feelings going to be towards his father's family, which is kind of the only reason you married him to begin with, because if he was just some guy, you wouldn't have married him. It's because he had that family. And, you know, one of the things that that is really important in a child's life, if the grandparents are functional and reasonably healthy, or not to be perfect, reasonably healthy, it's very, very important that the child have contact with the grandparents. It's a way to continue the culture, and and uh, older people have a different relationship to kids. They could be, you know, more spoily and stuff like that. It's great fun having grandparents. So when you go out on Oprah and you publicly accuse your husband's family of being racist, I mean, you've rolled a metaphorical grenade right into the palace, right? And the idea that that's not harmful to your son. And here's the thing. So she heard this from her husband, and we don't know, like in in the game of telephone, right? Like we don't know what changed between the actual event itself and Harry's recollection of it, his conversion of that conversation to his wife and his wife's then conversion of that conversation to Oprah and Oprah's, you know, this broadcasting all of this um, shock and, and horror and all of this stuff. Like there's a whole series of things that have to go on to, to sort of this flow of, of information. And what didn't happen is, as far as I can understand it, what didn't happen is she didn't say, okay, this is a huge thing. I mean, if, if this concern I might have is, is true, that's a big deal. So she didn't phone up, right? I'm sure she knows who it is because Harry would have told her. She didn't phone that person up and say, I heard this, probably not true, kind of troubling, like to talk more about it. Nope, didn't do it. At least there's no report of her having done it. She didn't phone that person and clarify or try and understand or get to the bottom of it, try and figure things out. No, she didn't in a very ambiguous situation where there's as many arguments, in fact, more, I would say, that it's a positive and caring thing to do than some sort of negative and racist thing to do in a highly charged political environment. And they're in America, so they know how tense race relations are in America. Just wait for the George Floyd thing to go on, right? You've got jurors saying, I don't want to be a juror because if anybody ever finds out that I'm a juror, they'll come and bomb my house. It's like, yeah, that's a pretty reasonable concern. That's where things are. That's how tense things are. City's going to burn either way, right? But in that kind of situation, you've got an explosive, a potentially explosive family issue. You don't call the person up and say, ah, my husband told me this. It's troubling me. And let's 
and and maybe it was you know you know I want to make sure that the kid feels uh, Archie's going to feel comfortable and and even though he might look different we're going to have to work with that and make sure that he feels included in the family and is loved as everyone else and doesn't feel different oh wonderful okay good problem solved right she didn't do any of that she didn't do that what she did was she went on about the most widely watched interview in television history and accused her husband's family of being racist. My God. I mean, just picture this, right? Picture this. You say something. Somebody misinterprets it. Doesn't come to you to ask you for clarification. Doesn't come to you. And the Queen says that the person... Person X who made these statements said that's not how they remember the conversation going at all. So she could be totally wrong. It might have gone through her filter, which a lot of people have, is everything's racist, everything's racial. Can you imagine that you have some... I mean, this is the equivalent of, of some woman having some question about a joke that you made and going to the police instead of coming to you to ask for clarification. No right of response, no right of reply, no right of defense. This is how she handled this situation. She didn't talk to the person directly. She didn't get clarification. She didn't work to resolve these issues within the family in private. In private. It's where these damn conversations should be happening. No, no. She goes on Oprah. She goes on Oprah. And none of this is by accident. None of this is by accident. And this, you know, one of the problems with racism is that, I mean, many problems with racism, but one of the problems of everything's racism, racism explains everything and there's no other explanation for anything, is that if you are a woman of color, as she is, and you get criticized, you can either say, hmm, you know, maybe I could have handled that better, or maybe that person's got a point, or I should sit down. No, it's like, racism! And, and you get to always be pure, always be perfect. And everyone else who criticizes you is just racist. And that's, I mean, there's no growth in that situation. No growth in that scenario. Because you never, this is what I look for. This Look, I've got a whole series of videos called I Was Wrong About dot, 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 right? And what I look for in, in any interview where there's a complex subject matter, what I look for, it's a reasonable thing to look for, what I look for, is I, I look for, okay, is this person... Does they have, do they have self, self-criticism at all? I could have done this better. I could have handled this better. I didn't adjust to this. I should have listened to that, you know. And, and you know, if I were Oprah, which is why nobody hires me to be Oprah, I would have said to Megan, did you talk to the person in question and try and resolve the issue privately? But no, see, she's salacious for the ratings, Oprah, right? Of course, right? And, and that's her job, right? And unfortunately, that's the media as a whole. And there was no self-criticism that I saw on Meghan Markle's part. And her husband just sits there while she calls his family kind of racist, or at least intimates it strongly that way. He just sits there. I mean, these are the... I mean, the people who raised him, the people who he took millions of dollars from, the people who gave him his fame, position, and power... Man, man, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't really matter. It's not, not, wouldn't be my approach. But yeah, that's my question, right? That's my question. Did you try and work it out privately? Did you try to work it out privately? 
Oh, by the way, check out my novel, fdrurl.com forward slash almost or freedomain.com forward slash almost. You should check it out. And it was the same thing that I saw with the Diana interview in the 90s. There was no self-criticism at all. It was all everybody else's fault. No, she was purely the victim. And, and there's so much power in being a victim these days. It's, uh, it's just like a superpower now, right? All right, let's see what's going on. A penny for the queen's inner thoughts. Yeah, that's not good, right? It's not good. Paranoid racism elected the U.S. president. Oh, yeah, yeah, the fine people hoax got him elected. Yeah, for sure. Well, this is why, you know, everything you subsidize will just get more off, right? So, ah, I just don't see Harry later going and telling Markle what he heard in that conversation. It does not make sense. Any other races trying to make white babies feel included? Ah, uh, not really, no. Go to reddit.com slash r slash happer. So many parents were angry at the kids because they didn't have the specific traits she wanted. <laughs> I never thought Markle was mixed race till it was reported. She's a lovely woman, but I didn't see anything other than fair skin, dark hair. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched a couple of episodes of Suits. I kind of like legal dramas as a good sort of wind down for my brain. But um, it was, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, I mean, I mean, I thought maybe she was mixed. I don't really think about these things. I don't really, um, I don't really care uh, that much, really. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see if we can toss out 500 lemons, shall we? I so much appreciate you guys dropping by. It's a real pleasure. I will bribe you to listen. <laughs> it's the way it is, right? And, um, yeah, as far as the royals as a whole go, people always forget that uh, uh, World War One was basically a, uh, a family royal battle. Uh, almost all of the combatants were related uh, on the... Uh, man, Harry stepped on a landmine. No, 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 total insult to landmines because they're quick, right? They're quick. Uh... Megan, issues of neglect in childhood, yeah. Um, I don't, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that they'll divorce. Um, I don't know that they'll divorce. Uh, men have this belief that if you, um, that, that you buy peace by submitting to women, uh, you buy peace or things get better if you defer to women and don't challenge them. And, and it's, no, it's terrible. Uh, it's a very, very bad idea. It's a very bad idea. It's a very bad idea. Women... You need to respect your wife and she needs to respect you. And if you you just roll over and just offer her your soft underbelly on a repeated basis, she'll end up holding you in contempt. And there's no bigger emotion that predicts the end of a relationship than contempt. So do, 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 do it. When did Harry go from rebel Chad to pussy whipped beta? I don't know. I, I don't know much about his history other than uh, he was in the military, I think. And he got in trouble for wearing a Nazi costume. That's about it. That's all I know about the guy, really. Uh, right. Let's see here. I admire deep traditions that dates back thousands of years, like prayers and such. Yeah, prayer, very important. It's talking to your unconscious, of course, as I believe, but uh, let's see here. So suicidal ideation. And here's the thing, too. Um, Piers Morgan, you know, 41,000 people complained to the British regulatory agency for offense. Like there is uh, such a thing in a sane universe. And Britain used to be the king of free speech. But anyway, I mean, not quite. Oh, second to America, but a close second. Um, because Pierce Morgan said he didn't believe her. But it's funny because believing that women can't lie, I don't know if she's lying or not. Was she suicidal? Did she have suicidal ideation and so on? I don't know. My issues are the things that are provable, which is there's no report of her actually talking to the person she had an issue with. She instead goes and makes accusations 
on Oprah, which is just the, the worst and most destructive and, and ugly way that you could possibly handle this kind of thing. And again, not, not by accident, <laughs> not by accident, which we'll get to in a sec. So I don't know. But uh, Piers Morgan said he doesn't believe a word that comes out of her mouth. So is, is now not believing women is a hate crime? <laughs> not believing women is now a hate crime? That's I thought not believing women is the foundation as to why Cuomo is still governor of New York. Anyway, uh, the royal family's racist story was inevitable because there was a market for it. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I guess so. Oprah's the new royalty. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. The royal family let millions of refugees into the UK to show they are not racist and they still get called racist. Yeah, well, it's it's the... Um, racism is just anti-white. It's just a bludgeon to destroy white people with... I mean, it does seem to be focused on white people, pretty much, right? So... Uh, let's see here. Uh... Well, Oprah is part of a systemized attack on... Now, see, I mean, it's it's really interesting because Oprah used to be a more positive force. And, she, you know, as she's gotten older, she's gotten kind of negative and kind of bitter and, and seems to be more race-baity, you know. And I can understand where she's coming from because, you know, when did she start? The 80s? And I think everybody was really hoping that the black community in America would be a lot further along now than than it than they were hoping, right? So people are casting about for more explanations and... Uh, Generally, it just becomes to, you know, white people racist and blah, 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 right? So, Sim Harry sits there nodding his head, knowing if he objects, he won't get any more Markle Peach. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I used my Audible token to buy Art of the Argument. Really enjoying it, mate. Thank you very much. I will appreciate that. Uh, let's see here. Victim culture sucks. Horrible for our children. Well, victim culture is a shadow cast by state power, right? Without state power, there's no victim culture. So, not the first time this type of marriage happened in the royal family. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your book Revolutions is 70 pounds online. Would you ever reprint? It was your first, right? Uh, it wasn't my first, but it was my first that I really kind of finished and polished. So, uh, I, yeah, I'll, I, will, uh, I will get around probably this year to uh, getting more of my books out there. But seriously, freedomain.com forward slash almost. Give it 10 minutes. You will absolutely fall in love with that book. So. All right. She and her dad have massive drama. Is that right? Whoa, Steph dropping lemons. Yes, I am. How do you keep your pimp hands strong? See, again, that's a connotation to violence. But no, you, you, you treat people with respect. You know, there's this terrible meme floating around that, you know, women are just children with tits and all that. It's just terrible, terrible. You treat women with respect. You tell them the truth. Yeah, they may dislike it sometimes. Look, you dislike it when you get told the truth. So do I sometimes. I mean, it, it happens, right? So you just tell the truth. And if you disagree with a woman, you say, I don't agree with you. If she says she's psychic, you say, prove it. If she says she can't prove it, it's like, well, then I don't believe you. Just be honest, right? Like this person was talking about astrology. I'm assuming it's a female. I said, no, I don't believe it. Oh, you should get a tarot. You should get your palms. No, I'm not going to do that. Oh, you should get this done. No, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it's bullshit. Astrology is complete and total nonsense. It's not only unscientific, it's anti-scientific, it's anti-rational. It's a complete waste of time, effort, and energy. And you should use that energy into understanding yourself from a psychological perspective rather than imagining that the stars are somehow governing your fates. It's medieval crap. And, yeah, it's just the way that it is. I mean, sorry, there's no study that proves anything about it. So, no, it's, uh, it's, just, uh, it's just nonsense. Harry's probably afraid of his mama, and worse that he's married to her. We'll, we'll see. Why is it only donating one lemon? I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see here. 
I disowned my childhood best friend, and after a couple of years, he just messaged me out of the blue to call me a Nazi. Well, good reason. Good thing you disowned him, right? Good thing you disowned him. Otherwise, he might have been recording your conversations and releasing it to the media, right? But you've got to be worried these days, man. You've got to be concerned or careful these days. Uh, let's see here. Pierce has been obsessively ranting for days. Yeah, I lost a lot of patience with Pierce when he was interviewing Tommy Robinson. So. I haven't talked to my mom in over a decade because she pimped me and my brother out as kids. Oh, my gosh, really? Do you mean that seriously? Like she sold you to pedophiles for money? My God, I'm so sorry. What a horrifying thing to experience. I'm so sorry. That's brutal. Absolutely brutal. Absolutely brutal. Uh, how do people justify this group's existence when its foundation is basically blood type? I mean, history has its momentum, and it is part of British history, and it's an identifying and cohesive part of the British character. And um, I guess they, they tried diversity. And, and how's that working out for them? <laughs> I'm not sure the Queen is going to say diversity is a strength at the moment, so... Learn how Meghan Markle brought down the royal family using this one weird trick. The Windsor's hater. <laughs> That's pretty funny. One, Shakespeare. Two, Dickens. Three, Molyneux. That's always what I was aiming for. So I'll take Oprah's billions in oppression so that she can have my white privilege. <laughs> it's pretty funny. I do love how you point out that the education system is responsible for abusers as well. Yeah, it's a perfect argument. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's all this white supremacy. It's like, well, we've got to shut down the government schools then because clearly they're teaching white supremacy. What's your opinion on T.S. Eliot, a great poet, morally empty? So, uh, Let's see here. Crypto art. Yeah, it sounds cool. I might try uh, selling crypto podcasts. Don't be a cuck. Return to talking about politics. <laughs> cuck is not an argument. The word cuck is not an argument. Uh, Pierce's opinion on gun control is insane. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yes, Stefan, seriously, this guy with his mother who was pumping him out was more a trade. Most memorable is when we were sent to a car dealer's mansion in Palm Springs and... Oof. She got a Mustang car in return. Oh, man, I'm so... I'm, I wish a statute of limitations hadn't expired. You'd get her ass thrown in jail. I'm so sorry for that, man. I'm so sorry. Call in if, if you think it will do any good. or I can help in any way, shape, or form. You just want to tell your story. Call in at freedomain.com. I'd be happy to talk. I'm so sorry about that. Why does sentimentality and brutality often seem to go hand in hand? Because sentimentality is when you get addicted to the appearance of doing good, and when people point out that you aren't actually doing good, then you interfere with the dopamine hit of the appearance of virtue, and then you get a brutal response because all drug addicts get violent when you cut off their supply. What should they do to make up for a time that someone loses from having a lonely child and living with lying, sheltering parents? Uh, do good in the world, help others, um, supply what you were denied. Supply to the world what you were denied. And that will be the greatest healing I think that you can you can do. All right. Any other last comments or questions? Uh, what's this? Oh, yes. Oh, oh, my gosh. Yes. One for me. One for me. Okay. So what's really going on? A, don't know. B, if I had to theorize, and it's kind of the gig, right? If I had to theorize, it's something like this. So the, the takedown of, you know, white British institutions, Christian institutions is a core goal of the Marxists around the world, core goal of the leftists around the world. So in the same way that Colin Kaepernick, if I remember rightly, had some Marxist girlfriend who was putting him up to all of this stuff, uh, I believe that uh, Meghan Markle, either directly or indirectly, has some leftist socialist influence in her life that is filling her full of all of this stuff and rousing her up to use as a weapon to take down the monarchy and thus destroy 
another white Christian British institution. That's it's a Marxist takedown of an institution that's lasted for a thousand years, or at least a couple hundred years, depending on which incarnation you choose. And uh, it is the same uh, it is the same kind of thing. So uh, I don't believe, and this is why I said it's a big thing. It's a big thing. It's an important thing. It's a powerful thing. Because you can't have anything fun anymore, right? You can't have Mr. Potato Head. Uh, you can't, I know that came back, but you can't have the Muppets. You can't have Pepe Le Pew. You can't have uh, anything. Dr. Seuss, you can't have anything fun anymore. You can't have your sports ball. You can't have any of this stuff anymore because it's all racist and tyrannical and supremacist and blah, 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 right? So this this is the Marxists do. They just completely erase everything that brings you joy until um, you'll own nothing apparently and be happy. Of course, you won't be happy uh, and you won't, but you won't own anything. That will be, that will be the case. So that is, uh, that is what I think. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I appreciate the condolences, uh, says the fellow. I wouldn't mind speaking about it at all. I can get in contact with you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Please don't do a Truth About T.S. Eliot video. I might just die if he is bad. I won't. Uh, I think the market for that would be you and me. Um, thanks for doing what you do in the face of so much censorship and attacks. Your shows have been great lately. Thank you very much. This is Juthy Stuff. Truth Rules. Baptito says, I listened to your book almost. This is my novel. It was an enlightening and educational read. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It's easier to be a victim than to take a long, hard look at yourself and realize you are the problem. Me plus. Yeah, of course, also, I just did a show about this today. I haven't released it yet, but um, it was, uh, uh, it is, it is, it is pretty rough. There's so much power. If you play the victim and women have a strong voice in politics, they'll use the power of the state to give you resources because they pretend everyone's a toddler. Anyway, so I uh, saw so my first article on how Bitcoin is sexist. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if you had bought one, like if you'd have, if you'd have bought one, sorry, I can't say one. If you had paid for Bitcoin the price of one coffee 10 years ago, you'd have over a million dollars today. So. Uh, women made their choice, right? They bought makeup, they bought mascara, they bought high heels, they bought bras, they bought tummy tucks, they bought Spanx. Uh, they didn't buy Bitcoin. So what can I tell you? I mean, Bitcoin went up $10,000 a Bitcoin since I did my last crypto roundtable on Sunday. And I just, I can only beg people to watch so much and listen so much. I can't, can't make anyone do it, right? His girlfriend, Kaepernick's girlfriend was Muslim. Yeah, yeah. So for sure. So she's going to, she's going to probably encourage him to attack Christian stuff, right? So just got done reading the first quarter of Gulag Archipelago. I'm horribly depressed about it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Debate the commie Vosh? Oh, I did that already. I did that. I doubt he'd do it again. Steph, you once said poetry arises from a lack of emotional experience. That's why a lot of poets are ridiculously immature. Can you expand? You have to give me some context for that. Sorry. Venezuela came out with a one million Bolivar bill. Socialism makes everyone a millionaire. Yes, quite truly. I got ripped off early on in Bitcoin and it turned me off. Well, turn yourself back on, man. Don't let the bad guys take away your future so you got ripped off. I lost some Bitcoins. You, you can't let the bad guys or your own mistakes or errors or whatever it is. You can't just let uh, bad guys take away your future. <laughs> That's not right. That's not right. Don't let them win. Don't let, bad guys, don't let the bad guys win. It's foundational. Foundational. All right. MT Gox, yeah, bunch of stuff happened. Bunch of stuff happened. So, all right. Thank you, everyone, so much for dropping by tonight. Such a great, deep, and wonderful pleasure to chat with you guys, the greatest audience in the history of the known universe. And uh, why do we never hear the term Christianophobia? <laughs> well, I think we all know the answer to that. So, all right. Thanks, uh, everyone, so much. Freedomain.com forward slash donate to help out the show. And again, if you'd like to join in 
to the Crypto Roundtable. You've got some skills with a Z to bring to bear. Yes, I do my outro. Let's toss out a couple more lemons, right? What do you say? What do you say? Why not? Distribute rewards. I feel so magnanimous. Yay, very much like a king. Like a king. All right. So yeah, have a, a great afternoon. We've got 22 seconds. Love you guys too. Thank you so much for dropping by. Uh, did you do a podcast yesterday? So I was interviewed. Uh, did I do a podcast yesterday? Uh, no, I worked on, on a podcast yesterday. worked on editing one. Uh, I was interviewed on Monday, but that interview won't come out until next week. I did a massive, powerful rant on peaceful parenting, which I hope will help. Cheers from Blighty Steph. Love you. Love you too. Thank you so much. Wonderful to chat with you guys tonight. Have a great evening. Lots of love from up here. I appreciate your time and attention. Please don't forget to donate and share the show. Muchly, muchly appreciated. Have a great evening. I will talk to you soon. Bye.